3: It's hour one on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Come on in, stay a while. Gangs all here, including Fritzy. Your phone calls always welcome. Operator Tyler standing by. 877-3DP-SHOW. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day. All of that forthcoming. Good morning. If you're watching on Peacock, thank you for downloading the app. That's our streaming partner and our radio affiliates around the country, numbering nearly 400 cities that carry this program. The calendar is available. Pre-order the Dan Patrick Show 2024 calendar. Be the first on your block to have this, but maybe not the only person on your block to have this beautiful calendar. As we recreated some uh, iconic, would you say, portraits? Works of art? Works of art. Yes. We added when well, we detracted from these works of art. But it's really, really well done.
4: We're getting a little snooty, a little upper crust with this. It. Mm. It's a, it's, a, it's a foo-foo. Oh, it is? Yeah. Foo-foo, like foo fighters? Yeah, a little bit. Did you hear
3: Christopher Walken introduce the foo fighters on Saturday night? Foo fighters. Oh, fight foo fighters. <laughs> but I guess he Ladies did that 20, gentlemen. 20 years ago. He introduced the foo fighters, and he emphasized fighters. And they... Thought that was great. And then they said, Christopher Walken, this legendary actor, is going to do it again. They go, we want you to emphasize fighters. For fighters. All right. Uh, Gang's all here. Marvin, Paulie in the front row, Fritzie and uh, Seton in the back row. Fritzie's got sunglasses on. Is that your costume? That's my costume. Who are you? Wait. Let me see. See if you can guess who it is. Okay. Hmm.
5: Maybe this might help, but it's not good for radio.
3: Okay. Great. Then do it.
5: (laughs)
6: <laughs> okay, uh, are you Stevie Wonder?
5: Not Stevie Wonder. Oh,
6: jeez. Are you uh, Tom Cruise in uh... Risky Business? I am Joel oh, Goodson. Okay. From, okay, I was going to uh, say Risky Business. I was going to say Roy Orbison.
5: Sometimes you got to say what the f.
3: Okay. Oh, okay. You're right. It's not good for radio. If you were in your underwear and a button down shirt, oh, that might go over a little better, Todd. Just saying. Just yeah. the sunglasses. And then we get some Bob Seger playing. And then take you- those off. Thank you, Todd.
4: Yes, Paul. I thought it was fritzy with glaucoma, which I can make that joke because I... Yeah, you I
3: only can. have one good eye. That's right. Yeah. Glaucoma. Uh, and our remembrances of your father who uh, passed away... Halloween day. Yeah, Halloween day. Yeah. Afternoon,
4: yeah. so we're not really there yet.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay.
4: I saw him in the morning, Dan. That was the last time.
3: And then you didn't get to go trick-or-treating and you didn't get to see your dad again.
4: That's right. Not in that order. Yeah. <laughs> not in that order,
3: to be fair. But your friends brought candy over
4: to the they house. They did. They brought a big... Uh, Big like a bucket of candy, like a huge oh, can- bucket. Yeah, it was
3: very thoughtful. We'd always get a pillowcase when we'd go out.
4: We it- had like garbage. We had like bags from the local store, like repurposed. Uh uh-huh. Like whatever.
6: Yeah, I see. Is there one candy, Paul, that you associate most with <laughs> that bucket?
4: Oh, a trigger candy. Like
6: uh, like like almond joy. Like you've never had almond joy ever <laughs> yeah. since you're 10 years it's old. It's almond because... pain now. Right. Yeah. There, there's no joy. It's mm. coconut and oh, mm. horrible pain. Yeah, you mm. hate mm. coconut and pecan. Yeah, because of that that day really. Yeah.
4: yeah my dad also hated coconut pecan. I think. Mm.
6: back
4: Thank to you dan you. okay
6: stat of the day
3: brought to you by panini america the official trading cards of the dan patrick show if you get this then you get our sense of humor <laughs> just saying that the
6: dead dad's club uh yeah someone reminded me that yesterday uh was the four-year anniversary of quite possibly one of the meanest Poll questions ever. Would Paul rather Walter Payton or his dad be alive? <laughs> Which what, is, what, did, what did you uh, answer?
4: Still to? working on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to give me time to think. Okay. Man. All right. Uh, Touchy subject. <laughs> I think I may have cried more than when Walter passed away than when my dad did. I think I was in shock when my dad did, but when Walter, I was like, I think I actually cried and I was an adult. How did you find out? That Walter passed away? No, your dad. Uh, I came home from school in my dopey Halloween costume, and I walked up to my house, and I saw my grandfather's car. My grandfather never drove his car. He was like four towns over yeah. on my mom's side. And my grandfather had this old, like, Buick, whatever, 88. I don't know. saber Yeah, and it was green. He drove it once a year, like, just to keep it. And I saw it in our part in the driving, and I'm like, oh, something's going on. Like, why would my grandfather be here? Yeah. And I just thought, I, I just, I was like, going on. And uh, then one of my friends from across the street came over. And he goes, hey, man, how you doing? And I think he realized I hadn't been told yet. My next-door neighbor had been told. I don't know how. And then I walked in the house, and mm. I knew something was going on. And, that's what I
3: was and you have your Halloween costume on. You're coming from school, and you walk in.
4: Yeah, I think I was dressed as like Frankenstein or something. I had like shoulder pads and green face paint. Mm. And the tears went right down the face. I was just kidding. <laughs> and then I was told.
6: Yes. Probably known Paul for like 20 years is the first time I ever heard
4: that story. Yeah. First time? Yeah, I guess. Never been asked. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird because I came home from, saw him in the morning, came home from school, walked in the house. They told me, and I kind of was foggy about what happened the rest of the day. But my little grade school team, the the Glenwood Cougars, that my dad was one of our assistant coaches, we had a game the next day. And I remember I played poorly, but I played and we all played, which was actually a good thing that we all played. Like all my teammates got together.
3: That's going to be in the 30 for 30. That, the that last you season. actually played in that game. Yeah.
4: yeah. Playing poorly. Huh? Yeah. How <laughs> much did that have to do with the situation
3: or just Oh, I was playing poorly Paul well Pam's before sweet. my yeah. <laughs> twelve. Did the did the announcers mention that your father had died and it's amazing that you're out there on the field? It was a courtesy start. They started me over like Ricky Cousino who was way better. I'm not kidding. They courtesy
4: started me on D-line. <laughs> Back to you. Clean that up.
3: This first hour brought to you by Discover Cashback Debit. Polly's dad never had a chance to use it. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with he had a cash great
4: credit rating though,
3: my back On everyday purchases, I'll take your word for it. Check out eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank Member FDIC. Rangers beat the Diamondbacks, and they go up 2-1 in the series. The Lions handled the Raiders. Jameer Gibbs breaks out. Lions now 6-2. and two. Rangers-Diamondbacks game four tonight. And in case you're just hearing, James Harden has been traded to the Clippers for a bunch of expiring contracts, some draft picks, and reportedly by Woj, there will be a third team involved in this to make it all work out for everybody. We'll dive into that coming up. Uh, you can uh, email us at... Uh, DP at DanPatrick.com, our Twitter handle at DP Show. And we say good morning to Fox Sports Radio, I Radio as well. All right, Seton, poll question today begins with.
6: Well, we got one here from uh, Paulie. Mm-hmm. Which franchise feels like it's in the worst shape? Okay. There's a bunch of options here. I don't know that it, some of them belong on here, but we could populate. Okay. Uh, the Bears, Natch. Yeah. Um, the Cardinals. Okay. They feel like they're in. Worse shape than the Bears. Uh, Maybe the Giants. Giants feel like they're not in great shape right now. And
3: they're a seller at the trade deadline. Get rid Uh, of your best defensive lineman, Leonard Williams. It's not great. No.
6: Never a good sign. No. Um, The Panthers. I don't know that I would put the Panthers on here. Well, they don't
3: have their first pick. So if you're going to factor in that they're bad, they just won. They beat the Texans. But if, as far as building that team, you've already
6: traded away your first-round pick because they're in the process of building the team. Yes, like, see, I would say that the Giants were in way worse shape than the Panthers because they maybe they're a little further into the process, the Panthers than the Giants. Uh, I think I think the
3: Panthers are more ground level. I think the Giants probably, from the outside, had a nice building, a nice brownstone, but inside. Not good. He needs a full gut. Yeah, like you, you yeah, Renault. And then I mean, I don't know what they're doing with Danny Dimes, and he's not the you know, the full problem here. It's just they were a playoff team last year, and I think the expectation level was pretty high. That all right, you resign, Saquon, you bring back Danny Dimes got extended here, got a pretty good defense here. Everybody was all in on Brian Dable. He was the coach of the year last year. You were in a tough division, but I think people thought that, uh, you know, the Giants were going to be pretty good. Nobody thought Carolina was going to be good. Uh, Just got their first win, though.
6: Yeah. That's got to feel good. That, to me, feels like, all right, hey, we're figuring it out. Let's go. (laughs) Come on. We can do this. Uh,
3: Who has more wins by the end of the year? Cardinals, Bears, Panthers. Anybody else that we throw in there? How many wins do the Broncos have right now?
5: They are three and five. yeah, three
3: the Broncos have turned turn they've turned a, a corner. corner. yeah they've turned a corner yeah they yeah. yeah okay yeah. now they're a force to be reckoned with. yes.
4: Caroline, I threw them on that poll because some people don't like the Bryce Young draft pick. They don't think it's working out. they don't think it's going to work out now that's yeah. way impatient, but if you believe it's not going to work out, then they're in real bad shape yeah. now and for the next couple of years.
3: and nobody's going to say that that Bryce Young is not the guy that they should have taken. I mean, people will say it but in the organization, but you have an owner who is not patient. And if, if C.J. Stroud, now they just beat C.J. Stroud and the Texans, but had they lost to them and, and Stroud balled out, then all of a sudden I think you would start to hear a little bit more from inside. But as it is now, I don't know if Frank Reich wanted Bryce Young, but he was probably told to take Bryce Young. Whether he liked him or not, uh, so I that's always interesting when the owner tells the coach this is who we're taking, and you know Jerry Jones has famously done that. Uh, the Browns with you know Jimmy Haslam, you know they've done that as well, and you know and that's when things go sideways. When it, when the owner gets too involved, that's when bad picks happen, and uh, we've seen that before. Bryce Young is a you know really good football player. I don't know if he's a franchise quarterback. I don't know if he can withstand 17 games, um, and trying to protect him and trying to protect him from himself. C.J. Stroud seems to be a little further along than uh, Bryce Young does, but you know it, it's a long season and uh, hopefully long careers for us to decide. You know which team took the right quarterback, and maybe both teams took the right quarterback. Uh, the game last night I thought was interesting from the standpoint of. I don't expect anything out of the Raiders, but the Raiders do have some storylines. Max Crosby is fun to watch. Fun. Seaton brought up a great point about Max Crosby. This is a violent game, and it feels like the guys who play this violent game look at Max Crosby like, dude, slow down.
6: You're gonna hurt somebody. Yeah, he's got that like energy that even amongst the, the like toughest dudes that are like running around, it's like, Yeah, we're killing it. They're like, God man, take it easy. <laughs> Chill out, man. It's just a game. Geez.
3: You got Devontae Adams, who I've been saying since he got there, didn't seem like he wanted to be there, and he had one catch. He should have had three and probably two touchdowns, but Jimmy Garoppolo, once again, another storyline, he uh, had a couple of bad passes there that Devontae Adams was wide open. You've got Josh McDaniels, who's coaching for his job, I believe. And other than that, you know, this is a team two years ago, In the red zone, in Cincinnati, against a Bengal team that went to the Super Bowl. And they had a chance to win. They got rid of Derek Carr. They they brought in Jimmy Garoppolo. And, yeah, I know all Jimmy does is win, but all Jimmy does is win with good teams. This isn't a good team. And he can't carry you. Now, do you do anything? Do you trade Devontae Adams? The Raiders, I guess, on record saying they're not going to do that. So all those storylines as I'm watching the game. Wasn't a good game. And the Lions were allowing the Raiders to stay in it, uh, kicking field goals. Uh, Gibbs is wonderful. Uh, You know, I think most people thought it was a stretch to pick him where they did, 12th. Uh, You take a linebacker, you take a tight end. Uh, You know, Sam Laporta is going to be up there for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I mean, he's putting up historical numbers for a tight end. And this is coming from Iowa, the worst (laughs) offense in college football history. And this guy has been great for uh, Jared Goff. Jared Goff had one bad throw last night, and Marcus Peters made him pay. But that's Marcus Peters. Uh, He giveth, he taketh away. He loves to gamble and uh, gambled. And uh, Jared Goff may have been trying to throw that ball away, but you had to pick six there. So you have those storylines. We're waiting to see if the Lions rebounded from the previous week, which they did. And you're seeing, I think, true joy in Detroit, which we haven't seen before. It's been a long 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 time you know their their two most famous fans are rappers Eminem and Jack Harlow that's their celebrity fan base you got a great coach interesting coach uh they play hard for him and if I'm the Lions I look at that division Kirk Cousins gone you got the Packers who are substandard you got the Bears who are bad don't lose to those teams take care of business, get home field advantage, then the Eagles are coming to Detroit, or San Francisco is, or Dallas is. Now, that's where you make that big move, and you get to a Super Bowl. But it's been a long, long time. You could see the joy. in the Like, they're just waiting. They're just waiting for something. You're on national TV, and you want to showcase your team and your fandom. Although the uniforms... Oh, no. Uniforms, it felt like they spent... Way too much time on the helmets and the jersey and not enough time on the pants and the socks. And I thought, okay. And as Paulie pointed out, his wife said, are they sponsored by Lululemon? And if you don't know Lululemon, ask your wife or your daughters. But they have these look like tights on, workout tights. Didn't look good. But uh, you can't do gray pants, gray socks. You know, that blue, what is that? Honolulu blue? Sure. That was gorge. Gorge. Yeah. But um, and the Raiders, you know, those Raider jerseys and hel- I mean, everything about the Raiders, it's timeless. Marvin says, 300 years from now we're going to be going well, we won't be going. Uh, that uh, oh man, look at those Raider uniforms. They still look great. Yeah,
5: Yankees, Dodgers, Raiders. Mm-hmm. Maybe some others, but those three for
3: sure. Do you put Penn State in there? Sure, why not? Okay. Well, just some don't look at it as you know, they look at it as boring. Or some say, boy, that's just classic looking.
5: You know what? I like the way they just kind of stuck to their guns. Like, we don't need 89 uniforms to be a second-tier
3: Big Ten oh, team. Oh, did you just call out Oregon?
5: <laughs> no, I said second-tier Big Ten team.
3: Well. Penn State. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about Oregon has all those jerseys.
5: Oh, they do. I'm saying they're not going with the trend. Yeah. Okay. Like, oh, it's a night game, so we're just going to, you know, do this different uniform. Now we're just going to stick with the all-whites. No logo, no nothing. Mm. We're just a boring team.
3: Mm. Yeah, Paulie.
4: I think when or- if you go back 20 years ago when Oregon really started doing that during the Joey Harrington time and all that, they were you know, fighting for relevancy and trying to get East Coast college football coverage to look at what they're doing out there, and that's part of the reason they did it. And Then they got the substance of their good football team or a great football program. Yeah. It wasn't like you know some people do that wild field, and then they don't play good football.
3: Yeah, they had style. They didn't have
6: substance. Now they have both. Yes. I think Kid Rock and Tim Allen are feeling slighted right now, by the way. Is Kid Rock a celebrity? Oh, yeah. Whoa. Sure. Kid Rocking up and down your block? <laughs> With Eminem and Jack Harlow? Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe not quite as current uh, in and terms Tim of Allen... their most recent works.
3: Okay, but...
4: all right. Okay, my bad. All right. Uh, T- so Tim Allen's a local?
3: I think he grew up in Detroit or yeah. Michigan. I don't know. I so. Yeah. But uh, okay, Kid Rock and Tim Allen, maybe Keegan Michael Key to round out the okay. top five right. there. And now we're talking. Okay, all right. Uh, how about we look at uh, other franchises? Uh, is Jeff? Is uh, it Jeff Daniels, oh, the actor? Yeah, he's big time. He's from Michigan. Wait, are we just taking everybody from Michigan <laughs> here and just saying, well, they got like Bob Seeger has got to be a fan of the Raiders or the uh, uh, Lions?
4: Bob Seeger on the list of famous Lions fans. <laughs> okay.
3: All right, I sit corrected. Don't want to insult the fan base, but I, I'm just mentioning their fan base. Their two biggest celebrity fans are rappers. Yes, he. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, just, let's just get things Okay. Correct.
6: Yeah. Uh, Kid Rock uh, can also rap, Dan. Oh, he can.
3: <sighs> <laughs> Do you believe that? No. Oh, okay. No. Yeah.
6: Anywho. Anywho.
3: All right, let me take a break. We. Uh, we overstayed our time there. We should have taken a break there. Crush Gotten out clean. All right. Uh, phone calls always welcome. Tyler standing by. We'll come up with a poll question today. Uh, a little bit later on, we have, oh the Monday morning quarterback Albert Breer will join us. Also, Chris Mannix will dissect the Clippers and the Seventy Sixers. Who won? We always love to do that. Take a break. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Traeger Grills, they're fired up. Went out there today, and I told Tyler, Tyler, that's your grilling area. That's your kitchen. That should be cleaned every single day. If there's leaves out there, you should go out there and sweep them up. If there's any dust out there, you should go out there and clean that off. Those grills, those grills, you got to treat them like they're your kids. Go out there. Talk to them. Nurture them. Take them for a walk. If you have to yell at them, all right, yell at them. (laughs) But Traeger Grills... Uh, there's a Traeger for everybody. And here's the key, the signature hardwood pellets. That's the key. I always tell people, they go, what makes it uh, better than every, uh, every other grill? I go, the pellets, they keep all the moisture in. You never dry things out. You can't go wrong. The Traeger app, it's possible for you to step away from the grill. I could control the Traeger grill right here from my desk with the Traeger app. I could raise the temperature if I wanted to. Oh, can I raise the roof as well? Traeger, if you come over, Traegerhood, Traeger.com. See what's cooking. And remember, use DP Show at checkout for free shipping. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock
7: app.
8: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get
9: your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey.
1: I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of, is is that my baggage?
9: look like my baggage I mean I know okay that's mine let's unpack that listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts
3: series tonight Rangers beat the Diamondbacks 3-1 here you have the Diamondbacks in the World Series Phoenix Suns will be on the short list of teams that can win a championship and then you have the Arizona Cardinals and they might bring back Kyler Murray to play this next game if not, they're going to go with a fifth-round draft pick out of Houston, Clayton Toon, who I think spent five years there. Does that sound right, Paulie? Yeah,
4: he was a gunslinger down in Houston. Yeah,
3: forty touchdown passes last year. Yeah.
4: Okay. So they're giving him a tryout, see what they got. Okay.
3: But they're not tanking. Not. So if Kyler Murray doesn't play the rest of the year,
4: like healthy scratch.
3: Yes then I would say they're probably tanking. But if you're Kyler Murray, you're watching them tank so they can get your replacement in
4: Caleb Williams, right? Then wouldn't you want to, instead of having him on the bench this week, wouldn't you want to trade him today? Who would want Kyler? uh, Okay.
3: The The Atlanta Falcons, I think, have to admit that they made a mistake with Desmond Ritter. I don't think he's a starting quarterback. Now, maybe he could develop into that, but when I watch him play, he's not threatening. When he was at Cincinnati, he was a very good quarterback, but he was raw. Um, Atlanta has too much talent, it feels like. And maybe I'm overselling them, but I I looked at the Falcons. I thought if they got good quarterback play, then they could be a playoff contending team. But watching them, uh, and I know Bijan Robinson was sick, uh, you know, but you do have good receivers. Or I keep waiting for Pitts to be a great receiver. Uh, you know, Drake London, talented player. But you, they have things there, pieces there. But I would say Kyler Murray. Maybe you kind of revisit the Michael Vick era, where you got somebody, you know, fast guy on turf in Atlanta. Maybe a low ball offer there for Arizona. Hey, you guys are tanking? All right, we'll help you tank. We'll take Kyler Murray off your hands. But I don't know who gets moved today. Trade deadline at 4 Eastern. What are the Raiders going to do? Devontae Adams? Here's Devontae Adams after a frustrating night last night.
9: Honestly, I,
1: I don't know what to say at this moment. I, I truly don't. I wish I had the, the words to you know, to say something that's not gonna get blown up in the media and, and taken out of context. So I'ma just I, I truly I just don't know.
0: What are you feeling right now? Can you elaborate on anything going through your mind?
1: Frustration, but I mean that's that kinda goes without saying. I know you said that you know you have confidence whenever you're out there in the offense's ability, but is it kind of hard to maintain that when the results are what they've been? No, it's not hard to maintain the confidence in our offense. It's just hard to curb your frustration when you can't put it together when you know you should.
3: Okay. um, That's not a meltdown. If it's kind of calm, you know, there's frustration there. This isn't what he envisioned. Thought he was going to be reunited with his buddy, Derek Carr, for a few more years. And he did want to go there. And now Derek Carr is obviously with the Saints. Jimmy Garoppolo is not the answer. You've got a coach who is, you know, on a hot seat here. But do you do anything? You know, if you say, hey, we got an edge rusher, a really good wide receiver, one of the best, and we have the guy who led the league in rushing. And we got a guy who all he does is win. All right. That's a pretty good start. Uh, It's not going to be uh, a good finish here. But I don't know what the Raiders do if they do anything at the trade deadline. You're not going to trade for Josh Jacobs because the amount of money that he makes. It's like Saquon Barkley with the Giants. Who's going to take on that contract for the, you know, eight, nine more games? Max Crosby is good. Devontae Adams is great. Uh, Josh Jacobs. I mean, these are all really upper end, uh, you know, top five receiver Top five running back, maybe top five edge rusher, at least close to it with Max Crosby. Yeah, Paul.
4: That's kind of why I put the Raiders on the poll because they don't have two picks of the first three picks like the Bears, and the Bears stink, or the Cardinals who have the number one pick right now. That feels more hopeful. The Raiders feel like a mess with no way out in the near future. Like too much talent to blow up, a coach that nobody believes in, locally or nationally, and then an owner that doesn't want to spend which means he doesn't want to fire his coach and buy him out. And he took Jimmy Garoppolo at $10 million less than Derek Carr, the better quarterback. Yeah, Yeah. That's what's frustrating, maybe the ownership.
3: Well, doesn't Tom Brady own a piece of the team? (laughs) Is Tom going to stand by and allow them to be terrible, anemic, embarrassing? Does he get involved in any decisions here coming up? Like, if you're that competitive and you're part of a team – now have they have they approved of Tom Brady getting a piece of the Raiders. I think they were looking, from what I was told, fellow owners are looking to see is Tom Brady actually spending money to be part of the Raider ownership. There, you know, is he spending a couple hundred million dollars to be get a piece of the Raiders? I'm not sure where that kind of he he got a piece of the uh, Las Vegas Aces of the WNBA. Yes, Paulie.
4: As of right now, as of earlier this month, the, the deal has not gone through for Tom Brady. To, don't want a part of the radio. There's some technical stuff, like financial past type stuff they have to clear up. Mm, okay. Nothing scandalous. Okay, right.
3: All right. We'll get some uh, phone calls in here and uh, settle. Any other poll questions that you're thinking about, Seton?
6: Yeah, we've got uh, one that is Sixers-based and one that is Clippers-based.
3: Okay. All right.
6: So this was overnight that James Harden was finally
3: traded to the Clippers. That's where he wanted to go. Yes. So he's forced his way out of... I've lost track how many times he's forced his way out. Is this third time, fourth time? I'm going to go with three, Dan. Three? Okay. Houston, Brooklyn, Philly. Okay. Yeah, that's three. Okay. It's hard to keep track. But you know when the trade happened, the, the first thing I thought of, Joel Embiid. What's this mean for Joel Embiid? Because he's... He was part of the process. He bought into the process. He's in his prime MVP season. And now, and I love Tyrese Maxey. I think he's an all-star. This team isn't as good today as it was when they had James Harden. Now, James Harden didn't want to be the James Harden of the regular season last year when he led the league in assists. If they had that, then they're they're able to compete. The Bucs are better and the Celtics are better. And if I'm Joel Embiid, I'm looking around going, why is it everybody's leaving here? Why is it we make the wrong draft picks? Is it me? Is it you? Well, me? I don't. you? Who is it? Because you had a previous regime that they passed on Jason Tatum, they took Markel Fultz, and then they took Ben Simmons. You just sort of, you're not quite sure. And Daryl Morey is, you know, an experienced decorated GM, but the first person I thought of, it, what did they go to Joel Embiid and say, all right, look, we're trading Harden. This is what we're going to do. Hey, we're going to trade Ben Simmons. This is what we're going to do. Hey, we're going to let Jimmy Butler go. This is what we're going to do. Like, after a while, you go, uh, guys, what's going on? Do I want to be here? And I think that's a real question for the 76ers today. As far as the Clippers, I get it. You know, you got another shiny object there. Uh, This isn't 2016, though. If this was 2016 and I said, you know what? Kawhi, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Paul George. We got ourselves all-stars. We got four guys who could be all-stars. Well, that's seven years ago. (laughs) Now you got guys who are either injured, don't want to play, uh, I mean, Tyron Lue. Good luck. You're going to need it. Trying to. I don't. Did they need James Harden? Did they need a, a different player? So I got Kawhi. Kawhi is a postseason guy. James Harden is a regular season guy. Then you got Russell Westbrook, regular season guy, and Paul George. I just on paper, it'll be a fun team. I just don't know how you keep everybody happy. James wanted to go back to being James Harden when he was in Houston. You're not going to do that, I don't think, with the Clippers, unless you do it during the regular season. Yes, Marv?
5: I think you just brought up a really good point. Kawhi can say, man, I'm really not feeling it tonight. James Harden says, "That's a- yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Sit down to- for a couple of games. <laughs> this, left- this left hand is made for 35 shots a night. Come on
3: now. I am. I'm feeling it. I am. Yes, Todd.
5: That roster sounds kind of cool when you're first introducing everybody to start the game and you're here (laughs) under the PA and here they come and they're high-fiving. But once the actual game gets underway, that could just be a very messy chemistry.
3: But aren't they all guards? Do they have their starting lineup? And at guard. James Harden. (laughs) And at guard. Russell Westbrook. And at guard. Paul George. And at guard. Kawhi Leonard. Yes, Mark.
5: But in 2023, it's really positionless basketball, like you say. So they say, you know what? Let's put our five best players out in a zoo box. I think it's probably going to be the fifth guy yes. starting. So, hey, just get, man, look, just go out there. Yeah. Yeah,
3: Paulie.
4: But if you're a Sixers fan today, do you feel better? It's like you had this old car you didn't want anymore, and someone took it off your hands. They gave you a bunch of guys with expiring contracts, which means financial flexibility. They got a couple first round draft picks, which who knows where that'll be, but like you wanted to get rid of them, and you would have gotten rid of them for nothing. I think that they're not a competitive team for as far as like competing for the title, but it just feels better. It feels cleaner. It feels less dramatic in Philly.
3: But if I'm a Clipper fan, I feel like we're competing for a title. I'm looking at the odds here. All right, should you, you be Philly? F- <laughs> okay. Should you be okay? Od- odds to win the NBA title. You guys want to guess who is the favorite to win the NBA title? Todd. That
5: would be the Nuggets repeating.
3: That would be no. No. It's not. I said it so confidently. Yes, you did. Uh, You're a Milwaukee Bucks. No,
6: it's not. That's BS then. No. It's the Celtics. Oh, whatever. Don't they watch Celtics?
3: (laughs) uh, Then it's the Bucks. Then it's the Nuggets. Then it's the Suns. Then it's the Clippers. The Clippers were around plus 2,300. This is prior to the trade. They're now plus 1,200. Now... The Celtics are plus 390. Bucks are plus 400. Nuggets plus 500. Suns plus 700. Yes, Todd.
5: Why are the Celtics at the top? The poor Zingas factor? What are we missing there? That yeah. all of a sudden the Celtics should be the yeah. top?
3: when they got Drew Holiday. be the best team, though? Yes. No. In Nuggets. The, yes. I mean, I want to see what happens in the postseason. I want to see if Jason Tatum Jalen Brown know how to use their left hand. I've never seen... Well, I... I have seen it, but these guys couldn't dribble. And they couldn't use their left hand. I'm thinking, you know, maybe maybe it spent a little time on that. Just a little bit. Yes, Mark?
5: I don't want to put the lack of a left hand on Jason Tatum, but Jalen Brown, oh, d- boy, that thing is broken. <laughs> he might as well just put that behind his
3: back. That's where you play. You know, when you're playing a left-hander, they always, if for some reason, only left-handers, I'm going to make him go right. Mm-hmm. But somebody who's right-handed... They'll be like, I'm going to play him straight up, man. I'd be playing Jalen Brown. <laughs> nope. You're going left every time, buddy. I'm going. I'm going to make you beat me with that bad, bad hand. Yes, Paul. And for
4: three hundred million, I want you to have three hands. We <laughs> yeah. got one. I know. I mean, no. We
3: needed three hands to collect all the cash. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, I got a hundred million in that hand, and a hundred million in that hand, and a hundred million in that hand. All right, we'll take a break. Phone calls coming up. We'll settle on our poll question, and we're back after this Dan Patrick show. I say it every morning when I walk in. Every great day starts the night before. Did you get a great night's sleep? you have a Sleep Number bed? I know you did. Right now, the new Queen Sleep Number, C2 Smart Bed, only $899. That sale ends Monday, November 6th. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. You have adjustable firmness on each side, so it's two beds in one. No discussion, no referee needed there. From adjustable firmness to new temperature benefits, Sleep Number Smart Beds have you sleep. Sleeping just right. My sleep number setting is 75. When you go into the store, ask about your sleep number. Ask about Sleep IQ technology. Also, they have a lot of science to back up their sleep data. And they tell you. There's, you know, suggestions here. Consistent sleep schedule. Make sleep a priority. Avoid caffeine. That can stay in your system up to 10 hours. They've thought of everything, but they've thought of you. Sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Sleep number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League.
8: want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough, Kavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromised and also... Uncensored, by the way, so maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after-show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. <laughs> and remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Cavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss.
1: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And
8: me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you
9: get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern this conversation shows a never seen before side to orlando bloom and his unique life journey
1: i think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued that we're valuable you know we're imprinted by our parents from the age of 0 to 7 right mm. i'm constantly trying to go like how do i detach from my from this idea of what do, is that is that my baggage
9: I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: Oh my God! The
9: play, the gonna
1: play. of
9: the day.
3: The loves, I got it. I'm gonna play it and play it! This is the play of the day. Check this out.
1: Goff takes the snap. gives to Gibbs. Gibbs bounces through a hole. There it oh. goes outside. 20. Goes. Gibbs, 15. Gibbs, 10. Angling to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Oh, baby, what a run. What a run. 27 yards.
3: That's courtesy of the ticket, the Lions' radio network, Jameer Gibbs. Now you see him. Now you don't. Play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by Simply SimplySafe simplysafedan.com. Save 40% on any new home security system with the fast protect plan. There's no safe like simply safe. Time to play the Jameer uh, Gibbs uh, game. I didn't know we were going to play it, but Paulie says we have a Jameer Gibbs game.
4: I think it's kind of fun. It's my player comp for Jameer Gibbs. He's kind of like pigeonholed as a third down running back, like a, a guy who catches passes first. But he's also a great runner. He cuts well.
3: But the comp that I gave you... From a source going into the draft was he is the next Marshall
4: Falk. Okay, here is the guy after watching last night. He has like sprinter running ability where it Mm -hmm. looks like he's sprinting. Yeah. And he also has great cuts and also a very good receiver. This running back played about 20 years ago. He was in the uh, NFC North. NFC North 20 years ago. Very fast. His career started kind of slow, and then he became a really good running back. Retired before the age of 30 while he was still in his prime.
3: Uh, oh. Did he play at Ohio State? Robert Smith? Robert Smith. I'm going to take the rest you of the day. You should take the rest of
4: the uh, Don't actually, but okay.
3: good for you. Thank you. Thank don't, you. Okay, good for you. Though. Yeah, good <laughs> Thank for you. you. It's about time something good happened to me. But good you, for you. You see where I'm going there? I he, won the Jameer Gibbs na- uh, You know, uh, game here.
4: When Robert Smith was at Ohio State, if you look back, he was like, oh, this guy's a speedster. He's a knight. He'd be a great third down back. And then he turned into the every down back for the Vikings. Yeah,
3: he was a talented player. All righty, Uh, let's get a couple of phone calls in here. How about Andrew in Washington leads us off. Good morning, Andrew. Welcome back.
2: Good morning, Dan Bennett. Thanks for taking my call. Just a couple of points and a little thing about Devontae Adams. Um, Yesterday was a special day in sports, the only day in 2023, called the Sports Equinox. So in North America, all the major sports were in play. So you had Monday Night Football. You had two MLS playoff games, you had eleven NBA games, you have nine NHL games, and plus, of course, you had the World Series Game Three. So it was like a sports equinox before Halloween. Um Devontae Adams, I think the Raiders should do him a solid just see where he go. And I would
3: rename we... it the Sports geek Equinox. Yeah. Okay. You know, sports geek. Sports <laughs> Geekinox. See what I did with that?
2: Geek. <laughs> that was nice. Thank you, Tom. Equinox. Oh, yeah. I got it. Okay. Got it. All right. Um, But Devonta Adams, do him a solid, see where he wants to go, send him to a a team that he's going to actually be you know, getting good balls at. Because if you look at yesterday, yesterday was his sixth lowest receiving total ever. Now, a funny thing for a stat is that a year ago to the day, on October 30th, 2022, he also had one of his worst receiving games with one reception and three yards. But give the guy a bone and just trade him. Mm. Okay. Um, How about the Niners?
3: How about the Niners trading for Devontae Adams? They have the uh, cap room?
4: What would the price be? Well, I, it,
3: it's weird when you go, boy, he's a great receiver. We're going to get a first-round draft pick? You're going to get a second and a fifth or something like that? Yes, Pauling.
4: Devontae Adams this year is making good money. Next year, he'll make about $22 million. There's a potential out, but the next year after that, he'll make $36 million. So next year, he's not too expensive. Mm. 2025, he's real expensive.
3: Yeah, we always do. It's like Derrick Henry. I think that they would be more apt to trade him now, now that they've seen that maybe Will Levis is going to be their future. Derrick Henry won't be part of that future. At least I don't think he will be at his age. And then that salary, unless... Nobody wants to sign him as a free agent, and then he comes back at a discount because he wants to end his career there. But if you're like Dallas, Derrick Henry, Buffalo just brought in Leonard Fournette, didn't have to give up anything. Now, Leonard Fournette is not Derrick Henry, but if you're a team still looking for using that running back, and this is the only thing I would say about Dallas. Dallas is going to have to be able to run the football at some point this season. They're going to need... To you know, because you're not gonna have Dak have those games like he had this this past weekend. But if you can control the line of scrimmage, control the clock, run the football, and then make Dak even better, you know, when you're in running situations and you're able to pass. Or passing situations you're you're able to run. That you don't wanna be one dimensional. And I think that ability, like, you look at the Chiefs with Pacheco. He was so valuable to them. And you wouldn't think, you know, seventh-round pick out of Rutgers, but he helped Patrick Mahomes because the defense had to at least account for him. You know, you look at the Bengals in the game against the Niners. Joe Mixon was wonderful. You got to have balance there. Now, it might not be 50-50, might not be 60-40, maybe it's 70-30. But Dallas... I still don't like how they use Pollard. I think Pollard's wonderful. But if I have Derrick Henry and I can use Pollard, then then I have somebody sort of like the Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard situation there, but just a better
6: running back than Zeke. Yes, Seaton. He... But if you're, like you said, like Pacheco helps Mahomes because he keeps things balanced, yeah. right? And if you're the Titans and you're bringing along, say, a young quarterback like Will Levis, don't you want a stud running back to help him out too? I do, but I don't want to... If I can
3: trade him now, because they don't have many draft picks, uh, high draft picks this, this next season. If I can trade him, and maybe I get a second and a fifth for him, or something, we get a cheaper running back. You can always find a running back. Now, you can't find Derrick Henry, but I don't know if their success, Will Levis' success, is going to be predicated on having Derrick Henry in there. Uh, do I think it's great to have it this year? Yes, but... You know, if you're going to start building or rebuilding, then I would I would seriously consider trading Derrick Henry.
4: Yes, Paul. Going back a couple minutes ago, you said Devontae Adams. You could see the 49ers making a play for him. Debo's hurt. The 49ers surprisingly have the most cap room in yeah, the NFL, yeah. forty three million because they don't spend at the quarterback position yeah. at all. Yep, they got rid of Trey Lance. They they basically got two million in the quarterback position.
3: But what do you give up if you're going to bring in Devontae Adams? That's what I'd be curious. If I'm the Raiders. You know, I'm good. And this is, you know, so used to share the Bay Area together. I don't know if they're gonna be like, Yeah, let's help out the Niners. <laughs> yes, Marv.
5: The Niners may have to do a play like the Rams did a couple years ago. Like, look, we've been on the cusp of winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. Hey, you gotta trade whoever you gotta trade as far as draft picks or whatever to get another great player yeah. like Adams to win that Super Bowl. Yeah. Cause the Rams aren't good now, but what what do they care?
3: Jeff in Pennsylvania. Hey Jeff, what's on your mind?
2: Hey, Dan, thank you for taking my call. I'm yep. um, sure uh, Jeff in Detroit going to call in with good feelings as he should, but this is Jeff from Pennsylvania with the other side of it. The Raiders have had a head coach in 25 games blow five 17-point leads which we've only had three before those in the history of the Raiders. He's lost to a high school coach in his first game, a quarterback a quarterback that signed three days before he played and didn't even practice with the team, and a D2 undrafted rookie whose last game in college was a 44-13 to loss to Crappensburg State. So I have a trade that will fix the Raiders. Okay. How about we trade Josh McDaniels to the University <laughs> of Michigan for John Harbaugh?
3: Uh, no, you probably want Jim Harbaugh.
2: Oh, Jim Harbaugh,
3: I'm sorry. But you were on a roll, Jeff. You were on a roll. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, Mark.
5: They'll take John Harbaugh, too. They would. Yeah, they'll take either (laughs) one.
3: (laughs) Well, you could still trade him to Michigan, but he'd be an assistant coach with Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, Rick Neuheisel said yesterday he sees Jim Harbaugh in the NFL next season. Hour two on the way. Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback, will join us. Also, our good buddy Chris Mannix will... Size up the James Harden deal to the Clippers. More phone calls as well. One hour in the books on this Tuesday. Two more to go. Dan Patrick Show.
0: MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is